for tuning in to the Believer's Church of Johnson City podcast. We are grateful you've stopped by. Regardless of where you are in your faith journey, we hope today's teaching is both challenging and also encourages you to move closer to Jesus. You can subscribe to the podcast if you want weekly messages, leave a review about your experience, and if you wish to become a giving partner, you can do so by giving online at believerschurch.tv. And of course, we want to encourage you to come see us in person. We're located at 6110 Kingsport Highway in Johnson City, Tennessee. As always, we hope you enjoy today's message. Welcome to 2021. It, it is not 2020. Now, my, now, 2020 taught me a lot, and I do want to say that. Raise your hand if you have a, a New Year's resolution. Okay? You guys are not into that, I guess. Maybe 10 of you. Raise your hand if you've already broken it. No, no honesty in here, I don't think. All right? Because usually it only takes about, it only takes about one week. But this is a new year, and I have been, one thing that December has given me an opportunity to do is really pray a lot and pray more intentionally because of the time that I've had for the work that God is is going to do. I do want to remind you guys to to please make sure that you're here next week because it's going to be very, very important for our church and very special. There is a challenge that I have for you guys today that I want you to carry into 2021, and it pertains to your, fo- uh, your journey as a follower of Jesus. And this is the challenge that I want to give you guys, okay? Keep your attention beneath the soil and keep your focus on the roots of your life, okay? Keep your attention beneath the soil and keep your focus on the roots of your life. So this is what you should be doing right now. Write this down if you have a pen. Get your phone out. Take a picture of the slide. Just go back to the podcast later and make sure you get this down. And I know this seems very cryptic and strange because I'm going to explain here in just a second what this means. But keep your attention beneath the soil and keep your focus on the roots of your life. So I'm going to explain what this means and I'm going to make a promise. If you can apply this in your life, It is going to change the way that 2021 looks for you. So keeping your attention beneath the soil, keep your focus on the roots of your life, not on your emotions, okay? Not on the bad seasons that many of us have recently experienced. Your theories about God, that that God must be this way, or God must be that way, or the pandemic must mean this, or all of this sickness must mean this, or the political climate in the United States must mean this. Keep your attention beneath the soil and keep your focus on the roots of your life. So people contact me on a regular basis as 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 recent as 24 hours ago. People contact me and say, you want to know something? I'm not really feeling God. All right? A lot, for a lot of people right now, it's because they've not been in church or they've not had the sense of community. 
because of this virus. So any kind of personal quiet time or, or things that, that they would normally do are really kind of flooded right now with, with streaming, you know, TV shows and, and, and binge watching and their phones and scrolling and all those different kinds of things. They're paying attention to a lot of other things and they're saying that they're in a very dry season in their life and they're saying that they can't really feel the presence of God. So feelings that are often associated with the presence of God. Most of you are familiar with these. Peace, happiness, joy, comfort, gratitude, confidence, a sense of direction in your life. Like you know what's next. You know the direction that you're supposed to go. When we talk about feeling the presence of God, these are often things that we experience. But what about when we don't feel the presence of God? Anxiety. Depression, worry, like overwhelming fear that some of you are going through right now. Lack of confidence, stress, anger, confusion, lack of direction, loneliness. Had somebody reach out to me yesterday. I'm so lonely right now. I'm struggling with loneliness. This is someone that, that is watching uh, right now from home. What if I told you today, and I really want you to grab a hold of this, that these emotions that you experience whenever you feel doubt, whenever you feel confusion, whenever you feel the overwhelming stress or anxiety or depression or loneliness, that these emotions will actually tell you and teach you more about the presence of God than the positive emotions that we just mentioned. Often people, in my experience, at the conclusion of a service, when everything is all emotionally built up, they will raise their hand that they have accepted Jesus, and then maybe a few weeks later, because they've done some bad things throughout the course of their week, they raise their hand again, they've accepted Jesus twice in the same month. This is because of emotional impulse, emotions, not what we actually experience whenever we are rooted. So let's take just a few minutes today and talk about a short parable. This, this has become one of my favorite New Testament parables. It's very simple. It's kind of complex because when you read it on the surface, you may not get a lot out of it, but I promise you today that you're going to get a lot out of this. It's only recorded in Mark, which is our most primitive gospel, the gospel that was written first, even though chronologically it's not in the same order. All right, In fact, Matthew and Luke are going to take a lot from Mark and build their gospels. All right, But Mark chapter 4, and we're going to look at verses 26 through 29. So this is only recorded in the gospel of Mark. Mark chapter 4, verses 26 through 29. All right, Then Jesus said... This is what God's kingdom is like. Wouldn't we all like to know, as often at Believer's Church as we talk about God's kingdom, wouldn't we like to know what it's like? But today, Jesus is not going to explain it in a way that we can understand it, but he is going to explain it in the first century in an agrarian agricultural society the way that these fishermen and these commoners can understand it. 
So what we're going to do is we're going to dig a little bit deeper and look close and see what it actually means. So this is what the kingdom of God, what you're supposed to be, what you're supposed to be thriving for, is about. It's as though someone scatters a seed on the ground, then sleeps and wakes night and day. The seed sprouts and grows, but the farmer, you, doesn't know how. The earth produces crop all by itself. First the stalk, then the head, then the full head of grain. Whenever the crop is ready, the farmer goes out to cut because it's harvest time. As some of you say, what in the world does this have to do with the kingdom of God? And especially, what does this have to do with my life right now? Main idea that I really want you to grab a hold of today. We can't trust in what we see above the soil. This is because... There is an otherworldly experience that is going on beneath the soil. All right, so the other uh, recently, whenever we were talking about the coin, I gave you guys the heads and tails analogy. We talked about heads being everything that we see in this world, okay, and tails being the work that God is doing. So assuming with this stage right here that everything below that is the roots and everything above that is the tree or the corn or whatever it might be that has actually been planted. Our focus is on everything that we see around us at any given time when the work is actually going on way down here in the area that we're actually not paying attention to. Listen, this is hard. You are not the controller of the process, you are the process. You have no control over whatsoever over what's going on in your life. So I want to give you three simple truths that I promise you will change your perspective. This is for 2021. All right, so if we can apply this, before we start a vision series, before we look closely at the direction of our church into the future, we need to understand this the same way with the message that we looked at last week talking about the foundation in our life. There's a relationship between the two. So the first thing that I want you to understand today is this. Our understanding of our daily circumstances, good or bad, all right? Good things happen to you and bad things happen to you. Some of you may feel like you're really on a streak right now where bad things continue to happen over and over again. So our, our circumstances, or our understanding, the way that we perceive things, has nothing to do with the work that God is doing in our lives. It doesn't mean that God is not doing work in our lives, because that work is going on beneath the soil, but our understanding or our perception is not a good way to judge this. Verse 26 says this, the seed sprouts, but the farmer doesn't know how. The farmer doesn't know how this actually works. It's not your job to fix or figure out. It's your job to farm. That's what your job is. You are not the controller of the process. You, in fact, are 
the process. So let's consider a simple biological truth. Okay, being a person of faith, I'm also a person of science. Okay, a simple biological truth that we can look at. You can't feel yourself physically growing. Now on Thanksgiving, you, you can. All right. But as you're growing up, you can't physically feel yourself growing. Whenever I was a kid and my dream was to play in the NBA, that never happened. My dream was to play in the NBA. I used to think that if I laid down and I stretched, or even if I had somebody on one side of my body and then somebody in my arms, then they, they pulled my body, I could actually stretch. 5'10 is, is, is where, I, where I stopped, okay? So I never got any taller. The same way that we can't feel ourselves physically grow, we cannot feel ourselves spiritually grow. But if you're remaining faithful through every season of life, spiritual growth is happening. But the text says, we don't know how. And that drives us absolutely crazy. Why? Because we want to fix. We don't want to farm. We want to fix. You are not the controller of the process. You don't control the seasons. See, the problem that some of you have is you're trying to live in spring when it's fall. Some of you are trying to live in summer when it's winter. And some of you, bless your heart, you're in winter all the time. All right? You're trying to live into a different season. You're trying to control everything that happens around you. And you're saying things like this. Well, if God was good, these things would be happening in my life. Well, if God was good, I wouldn't be dealing with, again, these circumstances based on my understanding. When you're looking at everything around you, instead of taking into consideration what is going on beneath the soil. You see, that's where the activity is. That's where the growth is. That's where the development is. That's where the work is. That's where every single thing in your life happens. An important lesson for all of us today, including me. Stop trying to figure everything out. If it has to do with this pandemic, with vaccines, when you can go back, when you can do this, when you're going to get this promotion, all of these different things, when this difficult season is going to end, stop trying to figure everything out. Anxiety, which some of you experience, does not necessarily mean God has forgotten you. All right, because let's, let's be honest, let's be real. That's what some of you think. You're in the middle of a panic attack. You're in the middle of a stressful situation that you're convinced no one else in this world understands. And your mind, with rationality, immediately tells you this feels bad, so God must not be present. Fear doesn't mean that God is mad at you. Happiness doesn't necessarily mean you're doing the right thing. A lot of times we find ourselves in short-term situations, even believers, when something makes us really, really happy. That doesn't necessarily mean, and God will reveal it soon, that's not necessarily a good thing. Confidence doesn't necessarily mean you're in God's favor. These are just feelings. And the problem that we have is we're not sticking to the discipline of farming. This is, what, this is what Jesus is telling the disciples. Instead, we're trying to predict. We're trying to fix. We're trying to figure out. 
So we're not even in the correct mindset. We're not even in the same frame of where we're supposed to be. The truth is that, that some of you in your lives right now, you're going through some incredibly difficult things that you never anticipated it at 55 years old. Or if you're 30 years old, you should have been finished with college. You should have been at this place in your career. You should, you should have had this. You should have had that. And you have all these questions because of comparison and competition and all these things that are going on around you above the soil instead of seeing what's going on with the roots. So what is it that we are actually trusting? What does a farmer trust? We are trusting that nature runs its course. Nature, in a natural environment, speaking of the seasons, it's got to run its course. And you have no control over that. We are trusting that God is working beneath the soil. We are trusting that our understanding has little to do with the work that God is doing through the process. We are trusting that farming always produces a crop. So for those of you that are very hung up on your emotions, you feel good, you feel bad, you feel a tremendous amount of joy, you feel a tremendous amount of sadness and depression, you feel worry, you feel all of these things. Please understand this. Emotions and feelings are, are wonderful, but they are a horrible indicator of spiritual health. A horrible indicator. And I'm not just talking about the negative side, like God doesn't love me, God forgot me. I'm talking about people taking really, really bad directions and making decisions way too soon because they feel so, so jacked up and excited and, and, and all those kinds of things. You have to pay attention to what's going on beneath the soil. So you see, if you allow these circumstances that we talked about to define you, you will come to a number of false beliefs about yourself and a number of false beliefs that are a lot more dangerous about God. All right, examples. Here's some examples of self. I'm not worth much. I'm not good at anything. I should have never tried this. I should have never stepped out into this. This is what some of your emotions tell you. Now, what about God? Because some of you have said this. I've heard people say this. I've thought this before. He isn't faithful. Oh, he was faithful earlier. But he's not faithful now. He isn't good. What about this one? I feel forgotten. Notice, feel. I feel forgotten. Maybe God is not what I've been taught that God is. We can go darker. God works to manipulate people. He is working against me. You don't know why you do this? You do this because you stopped farming and you started fixing. And you started trying to work within everything that you can see above the soil. You are trying to bring forth a crop in the middle of December. You are rearranging the seasons because of how you feel. 
and you're not paying attention to the work that is going on beneath the soil. Trust that everything that you go through in faith is part of a natural process. It's called growth. And that you have to keep your focus beneath the soil. This takes tremendous discipline. This takes tremendous work. When you live in a world of divisive politics, when you live in a world of social, uh, social media influencers, when you live in this celebrity culture that tells you that you're supposed to look or be a certain way, this is activity and this is work that is all above the soil where most of us live. The second thing that you have to do, reframing 2021, you have to, you have to understand this. And we've already, already hit on this just a little bit. You have to understand this. You don't grow yourself. God grows you. All right? The farmer really only has so much control. You don't grow yourself. God grows you. And this is a, a, a message today, this point for those that really struggle with guilt, they feel horrible, so they spend four hours trying to read the Bible one day. Or they try their best to push themselves and push themselves and push themselves beyond maybe what God is actually requiring. Verse 28 says this, The earth produces crop, get this, control freaks, all by itself. It produces the crop all by itself. First, the stalk then the head, and then the full head of grain. You don't even get to control the order that it happens. We have no control whatsoever. So I want you to think about this. And even though there's not many of us today, as we come back, we're going to say this together in just a second, but I want you to think about this because some of you really need to understand this, especially if you have the curse of being a doer like me. I feel like the more that I do, God must love me more. And I feel like when I get lazy and I'm not doing as much or making mistakes, God much, must love me less. That is still to this day, almost 40 years old, a curse that I struggle with. But you need to hear this. God does all the work. God does all the work. The farmer is only responsible for so much. God does all the work. So let's say that together, all right? God does all the work. We can do better. God does all the work. One more time. God does all the work. God's always going to do all the work. You can try. You can convince yourself that the crop is going to, going to come sooner. But the only thing that is going to do is increase the impatience that you already have. God does all the work. So what is above the soil? All the circumstances in the world, the social world that we can see, what is below the soil? Roots. Keep your focus on the roots. The, the roots will be what extends. The roots will be what grows. The roots will be in those difficult moments, just like last week when we talked about building on sand or building on stone. The roots will be what anchors your life. You see, the problem that most people have, and this, this is a doer thing, all right, with their spiritual journey, is that they are pouring in tons of energy 
where they should be pouring in tons of faith. I've got to do more. I've got to do more. I've got to give more of this activity. And the only thing that results of that is when you mess up or when you don't do as much as you felt you should have done, you feel absolutely horrible about yourself. Conviction is a real thing. But what I just mentioned has absolutely nothing to do with the grace of God. You push yourself, you push yourself, and you push yourself. And you are depleted as a result. Have you ever personally felt the frustration of trying to grow your faith on your own? I I have. I have felt that. I have felt my energy and my resources start to deplete the second that I messed up or the second that I made a mistake because I simply couldn't do it. When my daughter, Cora, was a toddler, she was crying she saw the, or crawling. She saw the vacuum cleaner. Vacuum cleaner's colorful. She was into everything. She's still into everything. She crawls toward the vacuum cleaner, and she, she hit her head on the vacuum cleaner. I pick her up. It's going to be okay. Make sure that she's all right. I put her down. She crawls right back toward the vacuum cleaner, and she hits her head again. And in that moment, it was like God spoke to me about human nature and how we are. We have this inner fallible trait that causes us to crawl back to the very things that hurt us over and over again. Because our focus is above the soil. Our focus is on what other people think about us. And and the people, let let me give you, you probably already know this, all right? It should be common sense. But the people that tell you, I don't care what other people think about me, care the most. We have issues, we have problems, and there is no way that we can spiritually grow ourselves. We are broken creatures. The last thing that I want you to see this morning that is going to be so critical for the coming year is though we can't predict the season, and we want to, all right? Sometimes summer seems to come a little bit earlier or a little bit later. Same thing with fall. Sometimes we have a short fall. Uh, because of dryness. Sometimes it's longer because of rain. We, we know these things. Even though we can't, the farmer, predict the season, there is a harvest time. And you see, farmers know this. Mature farmers, they know this. It's the reason they farm. It's the reason they do uh, what it is that they do. So this is when we work and we grow and the roots start to make sense, and the roots start to spread, and we've been through a lot of difficult things, and we can look back only once we've been through these things, and we can say, okay, that made sense. Okay, I understand why we weren't able to have a child for several years. I understand why that person cared so much and continued to pour into me. I understand why that semester was so difficult now. Whenever we're actually able to look back, and this is what I would call harvest time. You see, some of you have a hard time with the idea of harvest because you're not farming. You're continuing to try to fix. And even though the weather is going to beat you down, even though there are going to be all of these unpredictables that you simply cannot understand, there is a harvest time. And when this harvest time occurs, this is what happens. 
Again, uh, other people can see this. They can see the exterior. They can see that you are different. They can look at you and they can say, she's different than other followers of Jesus or people that call themselves Christians. He is different. He's he's not the same person that just goes to church and and, and judges everybody and acts all self-righteous. She is not the person that tries to invite me and invite me and invite me, but I don't want to be like anybody that gossips that much. No, thank you. I think I'll just stay home. There is something different about those individuals. And for all of you in here, beyond calling someone a good man or a good woman, you're struck by something that is different by some people that you know. And this is the reason. Their roots continue to extend beneath the soil further and further and further. And the reason this happens is because they've lived through more than one harvest. And they know what that looks like, and they understand what it means for the crop to be seen in full fruition. You see, the majority of people who call themselves Christians, followers of Jesus, churchgoers, whatever you want to call it, they never see this. They have no idea what harvest looks like. For them, the closest that they could say, talk about harvest is they'll say, well, we had a great service this morning, and a lot of people went forward, and it was great, and that is a great thing. But they have never felt harvest. Harvest is when you see someone that you love and care about very much struggling with cancer and you don't want anything to happen to them, but you're willing to pray, Father, let your will be done. And then you see a miraculous healing whenever you turn everything over. It's when you know that God is calling you to do something specifically. And this doesn't have to be like pastoral ministry. This is just something in your individual life, and you're fighting it, and you're fighting it because you know you might have to give up some of your resources. You know in some way, and the gospel always costs us. But you give that up, and then all of a sudden you see in return you got something better. That's harvest. And the majority of the people, they never experience this. Some of you that are in here, you're saying, that sounds great, but I'm not exactly sure what you're talking about. And there's a reason for that. You're in the wrong season. You're fixing. You're not farming. You're convinced that, you know, for you, it's not as important to have God at any cost. You want a better you. So what you're praying for is, God, help me. God, let my circumstances be better, not regardless of my circumstances. I've got to have more of you. Now, when you pray that prayer, doesn't matter what's going on on the farm above the soil because the roots are extending and they are growing and they are growing and they are growing. I can't tell you the amount, as I said earlier about people raising their hands, the enthusiastic people are like, I want to get baptized. I, I, I want to do this. I want to join one of your community groups. I want to do this. I want to, I want to be part of that. I want, I'm, just, I'm just fired up. I'm excited. Church has, has given me something that I've never had before. And then within two or three weeks, you just never see them again. You know, you don't know where they went. What's the reason for that? They were never rooted. They never understood what it meant to really be rooted in this relationship. This church, Believer's Church, will not, as we get into our vision series next week, will not move forward with the smartest people, the people that know the Bible the most, 
the people with the most clout in the community, or the wealthiest people. This church will move forward with people that trust every day in the work that is happening beneath the soil. The farmers, the ones who are willing to invest the time. Farming requires patience. Farming requires discipline. Farming requires thick skin and hard work. Those are the individuals that will move us forward. So I'm going to leave you today with with two primary roles of roots, okay? Two primary things that the roots are going to do. This is the first. To anchor the tree in the ground. Makes sense. What the roots are going to do is they are going to firmly anchor the tree in the ground. The second thing that roots are going to do, just, just practically, in, in, you know, with, with any plant, take up water, nutrient, nutrients, and minerals to help the tree grow. So, biologically, ecology, what, what are the, what are the, what's the focus of roots? Anchor the tree in the ground and give the tree everything that it needs to grow. So we said earlier, uh, keep your attention beneath the soil. Keep your focus on the roots of your life. All right, so this is what you have to do to accomplish that. Anchor and grow. You have to anchor and grow. It's not enough to talk about, oh, I'm going to this church that's doing all these things that are so exciting and I love it and, and I'm excited about the work that we're doing in the community. I, I'm happy about this or, or I feel like in 2021, I'm really going to be a better person. Like this is the year that I'm going to stop drinking. This is the year that I'm going to stop talking so poorly to my, to my husband or to my wife. This is the year that I'm going to do this or this is the year that I'm going to do that. No. It's also not the year that we talk about, let's build a big church. Let, 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 let's do all these things. Let, let's just incorporate all of this, this, this corporate America into the church and let's just run this machine. No. Anchor and grow. Pay attention to what's going on beneath the soil. You're struggling in your marriage right now. There, there are conversations that are very difficult. There are problems. There's these obstacles that you can't seem to go through. You have one way of looking at this virus and your spouse has a very another way of, of looking at COVID. You're going through issues where you feel like God is not present. I can promise you that he is. Stop fixing, start farming. God is going to do absolutely incredible work among this body right now. And I'm also speaking to our people that are not here today uh, because they have more comfort being at home, which we completely respect. Anchor and grow. Anchor and grow. And we will see the work of God. This last verse with harvest time. Listen, whenever the crop is ready, not when you're ready, not when you're prepared, not when you say, God, let's go. Whenever the crop is ready, the farmer goes out to cut the grain because it's harvest time. Would you pray with me? Father, we we lift you up today. 
thanking you for continuing to provide for us, continuing to take care of us. And God, knowing that this season of, 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 of sickness and, and political turmoil and, and everything that is, that is going on right now, this is stuff that's above the soil. It doesn't concern you. It, con- it concerns us because it's part of our social world. It's what we see. We're looking at the, barks, the bark. We're looking at the leaves. We're, lo- we're looking at everything else but we are not focusing on the roots beneath the soil. Father, take our hearts there where we will find fruit in the form of resilience, in the form of uh, patience, in the form of love for neighbor the way that it's supposed to look. Father, it will also tear down a lot of the idols and the things that we hold up so, so highly that we feel like, quote, religious people are supposed to have. God, we need healing as we continue. Father, help us to anchor deep into the ground, understanding that it is you that is the way maker, not us. Father, help us to anchor and grow. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.